Hello everybody. As you can see, or here, I'm alone. It's sometimes a scary thing. Because um, especially if, if I'm like driving a lot, I get bored. And if I don't have a good podcast to listen to, I kind of just talk to myself. Um, some people think that's weird. Some of the things I talk about are pretty out there. <laughs> but uh, for the most part, everything's good. Everything's really good. I um, hope you all can hear me really well. Um, going to be probably fidgeting with the screen to kind of play with it. Um, no microphone, just going to run straight off the uh, computer speakers and see uh, see what we do here. But I wanted to bring up a little current event here. I get an email from some staff NCO I don't know. Uh, most likely it's a recruiter. Go figure. Um, a bunch of motivational nonsense. Oh, ever wanted to do this? Oh man, look at all these things that we're thinking of. You know what the funniest part is? Right at the beginning, like I, I know he's talking. I know he knows who he's talking to, and he's like, "Now is a great opportunity to be awarded the Navy and Marine Corps Achievement Medal." Below, okay, real quick to everyone out there that doesn't know, that's a NAM, and at least when I first joined, and still recently. <clears throat> getting a NAM used to be, and in my opinion still is, something that you uh, have to do, you have to do something pretty extraordinary. I'm not talking like, you know, Navy Cross or, you know, Bronze Medal, Gold Stars, you know, or, you know any, of, any of those high achieving things, but still something that's like extremely standout. Um, especially in my day, I've seen NAMs given out for people just doing their job. And... And I don't mean that like, oh, um, like you didn't get promoted, but you're like serving in a billet that's like two to three ranks above you because that happens all the time. Um, and it's only those to those that like people trust. But like literally saw a supply dude, <laughs> no joke, lost all our chow for two weeks in a field ops and we were dead nuts in the field. Um, had to schedule resupplies and everything like you normally do. But anyway, lost all of our chow. We survived off, I don't know how long, just like scavenging from other units or like each other and or, or like our host unit we were attached to, um, which still they didn't have much either because this one freaking junior nutbag lost it all. And then all of a sudden he found him or he found Chow and got us Chow. So pretty much just like did his job. He gets a NAM at the end, and the, the flowery language they used was like, so-and-so Lance Cooley freaking, you know, in the face, I always love it, it's always like, in the face of adversity, of extreme adversity, coordinated logistical communications and actions on off-objective to resupply... X num number of Marines, X number of Chows. They try to throw out these big numbers because everything's quantifiable. Like, and all of us are standing there in formation thinking, dude, you, you lost our food. Regardless of like you getting it back or finding some, like you lost, like you failed in a huge way for an entire company. Like, so they pin them this, the funny part too is they pin, they pin the NAM on them. And as soon as he um, gets told to pretty much go away, 
he left face, and the nam flies off his chest, just scatters across the uh, the drill deck. He walks his happy little, but he doesn't stop. He just walks his happy little butt back, and he's actually standing right behind me, uh, in in kind of the the receiving area where he was supposed to stop. Well, I don't know who picked it up. Maybe it was the CEO. Picked it up, walked it to him, put it back on his chest, walked back, and then we concluded the for you know we soon concluded the formation. But in between him putting it on his chest, us concluding the formation or being told being dismissed, I hear it again fall off his chest. I'm like, bro, the universe is telling you you don't deserve a name. Um, anyway, so that's my segue kind of funny story that I thought of when I saw that email. I'm like. Nope, I'm not going to pad your numbers, and I'm not going to just do it for the motivation of a NAM. Sorry. Anyway, so it's just me today. Uh, Kevin is um, busy with life. Uh, we coordinated this uh, due to the last time uh, I wasn't able to make it. So I'm going to do the nutrition um, part two, and I'm going to try to be as blunt and upfront about this as possible because there is so much... In the day and age we live in, there is so much wonderful information out there for people. And at the same time, there's just so much BS. And there's there's so much like bells and whistles and flashing lights and neon signs and people just getting tripped up over these these trigger words or these these fad names and um and sorry, real quick. No, you're you're good. Oh yeah, dude, you're fine. No, you're fine. Yeah. It's one of my instructors. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, so people just getting all, you know, hipster over or trying to do the hip new thing. That's what I'm trying to say. Everyone feeling like they've got to do these big extremes to see any change, to feel like they're meeting their goals. And very simply, that's just not the case. I had a really good friend of mine, and I, I've seen it bounced around for a bit now, but this breakdown of what every one of these like fad diets or mainstream things that we're starting to see, what they really mean. So going through it, I'm going to make some quick notes. Um, okay, very, very quickly, just to hit the wave tops on them. Paleo. Okay, we're going to get more back to our ancestry roots. We're going to limit processed foods, which means we're going to cut out a lot of sugars, a lot of carbs, um, ex excess carbs too. We're going to look at more of the holistic way of that we eat carbs. Um, going to be a lot of proteins, a lot of fats. So cutting sugars out, limiting, limiting our carbs, okay? Going low carb. This could also, in some people's eyes, be called going keto. Okay, what are we doing? We're, just like paleo, because we're cutting things out from where we're naturally at, we're taking out processed sugars and other foods. We're eating higher proteins, higher fats, for sure, because we have to, a carb and a fat are two of the main fuel sources, or can be one of, one of two fuel sources your body will use. Depending on what fitness stage you're working out at, whether it's aerobic or anaerobic, there's one of the two fuel sources being used. I'll go on to, I'll make a note right now of like the fat loss cardio. That's a fun one. Um, so paleo, low carb. Okay, so higher fats, higher protein, getting a fuel source. Um, 
keto. Okay, everyone, everyone's hearing about the keto. You're gonna go through a keto flu one as well, just like with uh, kind of more paleo keto. And I'm gonna get in the carnivore. Um, is especially keto and paleo because you're going for um, higher quality meats and fats um, and carbs. You know, especially with paleo, like you know, lots of lots of fruits, lots of veggies. Um, like natural fruits, berries, eat all the berries you want. It's awesome. Even if you're not on any of these, um, budget, um, keto and paleo can get extremely expensive. So people are like, I'm going to go keto. I'm like, I hope you got the budget for it. Cause a lot of meat and higher quality fats are going to take it, take you on a hit. And being on keto doesn't mean, Oh, I'm going to eat a whole stick of butter. I mean, you, you can, I wouldn't enjoy it. Just saying. Um, so again, higher protein, higher fats, low carb. Keto's almost like just low carb in general is like 45 grams or less, depending on the person. That's the thing. Um, you got to pee on the stick, see if it tells you you're in ketosis. There's a lot of good people out there that are doing well on it. Like all of these are doable. I'm not saying they're not. I'm just saying like I'm gonna I'm leading in with kind of the punch in the face of like. You don't have to do these to make the change you want to see. Last one is carnivore. Um, pretty much, that's just going like straight meat. And it's it's not bad, but you have to also do your research, just like on every one of these. Like Every one of these, of course, is going to have like a, so like pro marks as far as like the things that it will benefit you from. Like keto for sh like paleo. I mean, if I had the budget, I'd probably be doing some paleo. Um uh, but I do like some junk food, so you know, you know cheat meals. Um, keto, very quickly, uh, once people get past the keto flu, like your energy levels are insane. Um, if you're like the average Joe, you know what I mean? Um, keto and low carb, straight out, I'm going to say it right now. If you're working manual labor or anything um, super high intense, keto and low carb are not for you. I'm gonna, I, I don't care who else wants to argue with me on it. When you need, especially like if you're landscaping, construction work, when you're like up at the butt crack of dawn or before, depending on the time zone you're in, and then you're working 12 to 16 hour days, I've been in those boots, dudes, and dudettes, like, I know what that feels like. I was trying to do, oh, that's another one to hit, intermittent fasting. I tried at first to continue my, because when I used to work an office cubicle job, I was doing intermittent fasting. That was fine because my my expenditure level, uh, even though I was working out like crazy, like my expenditure level was very low as far as calories and calories in and calories out. So intermittent fasting was okay. When I started doing landscaping and working like those twelve to sixteen hour days, no way, Jose, no way, Jose, um, could not do it. No way. And that's the wife part. Like, where you at? Um, sorry, people. Um, again, carnivore, very high meats. Um, I'm not sure about the details about the accessory foods, but essentially you're just doing straight meat as much as possible. And again, there's, there's pros and cons to all of these. You just have to be aware of the side effects for you as far as how this will affect you, especially going keto like a lot higher fats, even though healthy fats are what we're going for, like natural fats, um, 
there are heart problems that can occur. So you're, if you're already somebody with heart conditions, it's just something to talk to your doctor about. Carnivore already covered it, intermittent fasting. Like anything else on what I just listed, everything is about having the is calorie deficit, higher quality foods, or limiting certain foods. So again, coming back to calorie deficit and you know, moderate to low exercise, you know, two to three days a week, even that's a even if it's just a walk. Like all of these you're gonna see something with. Intermittent fasting, you're just getting more strict on it. The thing is like Intermittent fasting is one that I have done and I've done it often, so I have a little bit more room to talk about it. Um, like a lot of these, I will never suggest, as, as a health professional, I will never suggest any of these to a client right off the bat because, one, I don't know what the, where, their, where their discipline level is at, and even if I did, um, what you need to realize is without a base of knowledge of understanding nutrient-dense foods or foods that have what we call macronutrients. So if somebody is saying, oh, I track my macros, they're tracking the macronutrient levels of proteins, carbs, and fats. And again, we want to get these from the cleanest sources possible, meat, uh, clean carbs like oats, rice. I mean, those are the big ones. Uh, um, if you're going to eat breads, you're talking whole wheat, whole, whole grains, or make it yourself to know it's clean. Uh, have a really uh, Kevin's wife. Kevin's wife makes a mean sourdough bread. It's probably the most bread that I typically eat. If it's outside of that, it's like a tortilla, and it's one or two tortillas a day, if that. Like not even. Most of my carbs come from oatmeal and rice, or veggies, uh, fruit. I usually have about one to two servings of fruit a day. But anyway, so all of those paleo, low carb, keto. The carnivore, intermittent fasting, there's a, like probably tens more out there, but all of them have just like two to three things in common. Calorie deficit, discipline, um, cutting out processed sugars and breads or drinks in general, and people, you can do all of this if you take that discipline and the motivation that you're feeling you want to do to do these and just discipline yourself to eat proper portions and eat the the better food sources for you like nothing is more frustrating to see somebody continue to go low carb or do intermittent fasting and seeing them do it wrong and seeing them like oh I'm doing intermittent fasting okay cool so here's the thing about intermittent fasting especially if you're just trying to lean out but maintain like healthy body weight and that's what i'm saying like so for me i needed to when i was working more of a sit down cubicle job i needed to make sure that i was not um holding more than what my body needed um again i was doing cardio i was working out every day so that wasn't an issue but i was making sure that because my workouts were one hour or two hours depending on the day out of my entire like six like 12 hour day you know of just being up and being with family and working out and going to work i wanted to make sure that i wasn't like holding on to anything so i would fast for you know about 16 hours of my day and then i would eat you know hit my eating window of six hours or maybe i'd do an 18 and four or an 18 and 18 and six that's what it was 
fasted for for uh, um, 18 hours, you know, 17, 18 hours, and then I would give myself like a, a four to five hour window to eat in. In that eating window, if you're doing intermittent fasting and you're just trying to maintain a healthy amount of, of weight, the thing is you, you've already put yourself in a, in a, in a deficit and you're sp- and and your body is trying to eat whatever it's there just to survive. You got to drink a heck of a lot of water too. All of this, water is necessary. <clears throat> water. If you're not drinking a gallon a day minimum, I don't I don't even care if you don't do anything. You need to. Sh- straight up, straight up the gut. Like I find out that people aren't drinking enough, I almost want to drop kick them. Okay? Water is life. You can go for quite a long time without food. You cannot go a long time without water. Your body utterly needs it to operate and guess what more water you drink even though yes you'll hold a little bit of water weight your body will process things a whole lot faster like everything processes faster when you're when you're hydrated um going back to intermittent fasting it's like when you hit that eating window you need to be hitting your macro levels like macros are super key on intermittent fasting like i was still in that eating window downing probably what my average was i think i was like 22 to like 2300 calories a day so in that like six hour eating window my one job and it was kind of straight you know it was kind of stressful especially you know with family because you come home from a long day they expect you to like do everything you can with them with the time that they're awake and part of you just wants to eat just sit and eat just leave me alone let me eat and that's just not very conducive uh but that was just like my situation but in that eating window i was eating you know pretty much like 200 grams of carbs or more, or uh, protein, sorry, 200 or more grams of protein, anywhere between 180 to 200 grams of carbs for fuel, and just kind of depending, I mean, it could have been as low as like 50 grams of fat, up to like 80 grams of fat, I was pretty loose on that, but the thing is like, the fat sources, what they, what the, what those macros were coming from, were all clean sources, so it really didn't matter, because eating fat doesn't make you fat, being undisciplined and making unhealthy habits that makes you fat. Um, so again, when somebody is in their eating window of intermittent fasting, so you're already at a deficit, you're already pretty much starving your body to kind of like um, eat those fat sources because that's kind of like what it's there and because your activity level is very low, it's like, so it, it kind it did help me lean out and I do have pictures of it. I have progress that I will post. Um, that like, look, I know it works. I was disciplined on it though. So when I hear somebody that wants to do intermittent fasting and they're doing it and then they, they give me like an update, whether this is a client, a family, a friend, it doesn't really matter. And then I hear, I was like, well, how many, how many calories are you eating? What are your macros or how many calories are you eating a day? So for me, my average was like, again, like I said, like 22 to 2300 calories a day. It's kind of like my maintenance. If I'm just trying to like stay in a healthy weight range and and still have the uh, energy to do what I want to do. Uh, high intense workouts, extra cardio, like that's, that's fine. I'm good. Um, and I hear that people are eating like, and this is what this, this crushes my soul and it makes me very sad. I hear that some, you know, when people are saying, Oh, I eat anywhere between six to 800 calories a day. People, I want you to Google. I'm going to tell you, but I want you to go, go look at it. Look up the base amount of calories a child needs, and this is like not, you know, from pretty much like newborn to like six years old. Go look it up. 
because those that calorie range I just mentioned that that I've heard people tell me they're eating that is the rough range of what a newborn to about a six six year old depending on depending on the six year old that's how much they need a day and they're not full grown they're not expending they're expending a heck of a lot of energy if you want to look that up too look up like the ATP like regeneration rates for children no wonder they're energizer bunnies like if we could harness like how much their ATP just like regenerates like energizer bunnies holy crap like there's a market there's somebody probably working on it um, I think that's why they just we have caffeine as adults um, but it's it's just like it's it's just rough to hear because even when I was trying to cut after bulking, I mean, I was still eating seventeen to 1,800 calories and seeing results, staying on top, eating well-proportioned meals, doing my cardio, working out. And, you know, I was, I was losing, you know, the, I was losing the puff, um, the little, you know, muffin top, little puffiness you get when you, when you do a true bulk. Not a dirty bulk. You do a dirty bulk, you'll get big, strong, and you'll get fat. You do a good bulk, you'll get strong, you'll get big. You'll get a little bit of puff around the edge, but you'll maintain most of your hardness, uh, especially if you stay up on your cardio. An adult human being cannot survive off 600 or like 900 calories, like anything less than 1,000. Um, you're starving your body and whatever you do eat, your body is instantly latching onto and not so much like it'll process it and then it's going to store as much as it can because it's in survival mode. It's at a point where it's like, holy crap, I need to store this for later. And if you're not moderately exercising, if you're not drinking enough water, well, all of a sudden, if you're thinking you're starving yourself and doing intermittent fasting, quote unquote, and you're doing that, you're going to stay fat. That's I, I can say it because I've seen it. I've seen it with multiple people. Okay. And these are people that honestly, if you're looking to like do a transformation or lose weight and I have trained those clients and they are going to get stronger, they are going to lose weight. They're going to burn fat. We're going to go through some high tempo. We're going to build the base. The thing is like if you want – part of it is you need to have the discipline to know that you should not have certain things in your house. If you're trying to really transform your life, to make the hard choice, clean out your cupboards or have someone come along, whether it's your, your personal trainer, um, a health coach. I know you know a handful of those. I know one right now that – um, has helped a lot of a lot of people and like that that is like her job is like a health coach like I know a very good one right now um, I, if anyone's interested I am more than happy to, to refer you to her or refer her to anyone um, uh, I'm gonna butcher her name so I'm not even gonna try to do it and she'll get mad at me if I try so I will if somebody reaches out and they're interested I'll refer because I'm gonna jack that name up um, but have the honest talk with yourself, and this is really for anyone that's, you know, not just if you're overweight or if you're obese, but if you're in just in a rut, and this has happened to me too, 
Like, you need to be honest with yourself. Like, go look at yourself in a mirror. Like, you need, like, for me at least, I need to hear, like, hear and see myself say certain things to me to get through to, like, Marcel A to Marcel B is, dude, you're not in a good spot. You need to figure this out. How are you going to do it? Well, what are you not doing? Okay, well, this is what I know I'm not doing. And so then you have to almost validate what you're, what you're knowing you're not doing. And then, you know, when I when I was in high school, had to have my weight, and I've talked about this before, when, when my weight shot up and I was like 220 plus and not muscle, not like I am now, like 215, 220, you know, pretty solid. I was 220 and round and I'm wearing size 46, I had to freaking look at myself and say, Marcel, you're fat. How does that make you feel? And I'm like, you know, it, it can destroy you, but only if you let it. So there's a lot of people out there that are not good with hard truths and not, and, and they'll surround themselves with people that not so much validate or enable, but, but will have people around them that are just kind of soft, going to be soft with them. Occasionally, you got to say the hard thing like, hey, you're overweight. Or hey, your BMI is this, like that. that's what your doctor told you. Hey, guess what? If he didn't say it, I'll say it. That's obese. And again, some people out there may be like, hey, that's like really rude. Okay. And, and there are softer ways to go. Like there's gentler ways to say it. But this is me like if I'm talking to myself, okay, um, or having a friend that's going to do it in like the friend way. Because what it's going to come down to is your choice. Like wherever you're at in life is is on you. That, that's on your shoulder. You You didn't just wake up you know, the day after high school, after playing sports, you know, if that was your background, you know, you didn't just wake up one day, the next day, and all that weight put itself on, <clears throat> okay? Everywhere we are in life, it's because of our choices to allow or not allow certain things in our life. And that is another thing that we have to be honest about. We have to straight up pony up and say, this is our fault, and we need to change it. Be proactive. Take charge. So getting back to the nutrition side after that little thing is when I'm training when I'm training people and I'm, I'm giving them nutritional advice and guidance and trying to do, um, you know, I do weekly check-ins with my online clients. And I mean, even my personal training clients, I have them send me check-ins um, with uh, calories and, and macronutrient levels that I have suggested. And then we, we just kind of do some push and pull after a few weeks kind of seeing how their body's reacting. First, of course, is water. I need them drinking at least a gallon a day or just trying to get there because um, I know that it can be hard at first. Is I don't want to feel like I am taking so much away from someone. Like I'm telling them like, oh, hey, that food you really enjoy, you're never going to eat it again. Like, oh, like chocolate is your thing. You'll never eat it again. No, well, here's the thing, dude. Like you can eat most things out there in moderation like for me i'll be honest i really like chinese buffet i really like pizza um i do get a sweet tooth occasionally but my wife does do some some baking so that gets kind of satisfied um what else do i get it like i usually keep fruit around because like i really like fresh like flavors um so fruit's my go-to for that 
And again, I only have like one to two pieces of fruit a day, so we're pretty good. But yeah, my things are, are like mass foods. Um, so, you know, pizza and buffets, uh, specifically like Chinese food. But I don't eat them all the time. But we can see those people that probably, you know, walk themselves into a Chinese buffet like maybe twice a week, maybe once a week. Um, and then their calories out, or calories in and calories out don't equalize. Uh, they're probably not even in a deficit. Um, and it's, and it's disheartening and, and it's like, I see these people and I think, man, there's a whole world of freedom out there for you. If you would just make these little changes. Now I bring up those two foods for me because I will eat them, but I don't eat them all the time. I kind of save them for like, not so much a cheat day, but kind of like, man, I've been really good for like two months or like maybe just like, man, I've been really good this month. I think we should go treat ourselves, like especially like uh, make it like a date together. Uh, that's always pretty fun. So um, just keeping that in mind is if you're starting this journey, don't think you have to take all these foods away from yourself. Now, if it's soda and they're like processed foods, like the obvious of like candy, chips, cookies, um, and don't tempt yourself with just getting all it. Well, they're well, they're kettle cooked chips. Well, guess what? You just plowed through like half of that bag of kettle cooked chips, and we're talking like the big bag. Don't even put it around you. Be smart, okay? So, getting rid of the processed foods, definitely doing your best to give up soda or limiting it drastically, um, and drinking more water. I used to, I don't know where I heard it, it might have been from my strength coach in, in high school, but. I've always lived by the rule of like, look, if I do have a soda, like if I had a Mountain Dew, like a can, like the, the small cans, or even if I drink like a like a Bang or, or a Rain energy drink, my next mode of thought as soon as that's done is like, well, I'm going to drink double that in water, flush that through my system, like get it out, you know, especially if it was a soda, like, like I said, like a little can of Mountain Dew. As soon as I was done with that, priority one was double that in water, and you're going to flush it right out. Um, not that that's like the exact science behind it, but that was, that was the mode of thought. So going through all that, I've just blasted all those fad things. Again, I'm not saying they're bad. Some of them are more lifestyle moves. Um, but just be aware that you don't have to do those to lose weight. The biggest thing they all had in common were clean food sources, like no processed foods, and calorie deficits for the most part like all of them and realizing how much you need to eat so segueing to like my next thought real quick and I, i'm going to try to get through this in probably the next 10 minutes is you know portion sizing and macros slash calories and i'll go into why i'm not a i'm not a huge fan of, of calorie tracking but i i calories do have their place um, so portion sizing, this is probably the first thing I introduce to people that are looking for like a big transformation challenge or, or if like, if they're taking part in a transformation challenge or the transformation program I offer, um, and I have a whole packet for it. Um, this is typically for people that really need to educate themselves, um, get, you know, professional help, which of course I offer with it. Um, and it's a whole packet that uh, me and a friend of mine have put together. Uh, he did most of the work for, work for sure. But 
it helps people understand that per your daily needs, like your honest daily needs, um, how much of what foods we need to be eating, you know, proteins, fats, uh, fruits, uh, other carbs, veggies, you know, uh, almost like a, like a food pyramid. Um, I think the new food pyramid actually like cleans it all up about say the old food pyramid. It was like, okay, but, um, it definitely led to a rise in, uh, misinformation. So understanding your portion sizing, um, that you don't necessarily need a food scale all the time, uh, to understand these things, you know, like one serving of meat for me, it was it like two hands of meat. So like a chicken breast, so, you know, like one serving size of, of meat for me, if it was chicken, would be uh, two hands. So about that much in like width and length of a chicken and about that thin of like my hand, okay? Uh, and if you're watching, you saw me put them up and turn my hands around like an idiot because I don't know what to do with my hands. But anyway, so that's a good example of just like portion sizing or like per what, three meals a day two pinky lengths of like nuts or any type of like fats so like peanut butter and again that could probably more or less equate out to two tablespoons weird because that's what's on the back of a peanut butter jar label is recommended serving sizes two tablespoons also understand what you're reading as far as nutrition labels <clears throat> anyway so portion sizing and then macros and calories. So a lot of people ask me about, oh, uh, should I count calories? And I'm like, well, to an extent, um, calories for me are more of the end goal state that I'm trying to achieve after tracking my macros. So like I said, right now, I'm just trying to level myself out, seeing what my real needs are. I'm trying to lean out and kind of lose some weight, uh, really just get faster. Um, and with that, I understand that I can't be 215 or 220. Um, my best way, um, I felt the best and operated the best when I was about, I'd say about 210, 205 to 210. Um, I was moving pretty good and I was pretty lean, um, but still held my muscle mass pretty well. So my macros right now, my rough guesstimate is, or not guesstimate, but what I, what I try to hit daily and I use my fitness pal, it's a fantastic app. And there's a lot you can do with just the free version. So don't think you have to get talked into doing the premium unless you want to. That's fine. So every day I eat roughly about um, 200 grams of protein or more. If I hit more protein, I'm not losing a whole lot of sleep on it. Um, 180 to 200 grams of carbs. And again, it kind of depends on my day. And then anywhere between, like I said, like 50 to like maybe 85 or 80 grams of fats. Uh, I prefer prefer to stay on the lower mid-range of that um, unless I ate more fattier meats, so like red meats or uh, like a burger. You know, I know it's going to have higher fat content. So if I, hit, if I hit higher fats on the higher range due to a direct correlation of the meat or the protein, I'm not losing any sleep over. Um, and again... All of those numbers, those macros and grams, equate to calories. So if I'm hitting my levels in macros, the, let's just say 200, 260, then I should roughly be eating somewhere between 2,200 to 2,300 calories. 
I think I did that right. I might have to go back. Because for every gram of protein and carb, it's four calories. And for every gram of fat is nine calories. Science. Somebody else figured it out. Um, you could think, well, well, why does why do fats have higher calorie counts? Well, it's it's a it's a denser energy meal or food macro. It's a de it's it's a denser nutrient. So this is why the appeal of the keto or low carb is uh, out there. Is that, well, you know the the macro the the macronutrients for fats or lipids as they're called um, in the science world. Um, it's a denser energy. You know, it, it, it's it's there. It can be utilized, and your body utilizes it first um, before it utilizes carbs. You know, when we go from uh, anaerobic to aerobic exercise, um, or if you're just within a certain heart range and activity level, like you're just burning your your fat stores. You know, like you know, when I'm laying flooring for a buddy, I have this I have this watch, and uh, sometimes it's definitely on. Other days, I'm like, yeah, no, it's definitely not tracking right on, but I can see what my heart rate level is. And for me, my fat burning level um, kind of starts occurring around like, I think 130 and lower, just about. And I know this for me just because I track it so often or I look at what I'm doing. Um, if I'm getting a high intense um, ex uh, workout in, I'm I'm like 140 and up. I'm, I'm, I'm redlining hard. So... Calories in and calories out, again, they have their place. It's good to know where you're sitting for your day. I definitely prefer macros. Tracking your macros is going to be um, – it's going to take a little more on the front end to understand and see what the trends are. Um, it's awesome, especially when I have a client where it's finally clicking. It's not so much they're doing what I'm telling them to do. It's they're seeing the trends. They're understanding that at the end of their week when they're doing their report and they're looking at the MyFitnessPal – um, daily breakdowns that they can see like why they were high, why they were low, what foods did it, why maybe they shouldn't have eaten as big of a portion or they could have taken that portion and split it and not have felt so full or bloated. And a good, a good recommendation is if you're able to eat more than three meals a day is eating about four or five, taking what you would have eaten in three meals, spread loading that out, and keeping yourself um, in kind of like a met metabolic rate, like just kind of like continually fueling and burning. Um, especially if you're active, even moderately active, say three days a week, um, your metabolism is spiked. And then as you continue to fuel that, it'll burn it. You know, you just keep you you keep the engine in your body continually running and working. The worst thing you can do is just let it get lethargic and let it slow down. Uh, let it slow down, and then we have to spike it back up again. Let it slow down. Let it spike back up. Um, that's why, like with things like intermittent fasting, where you're in a deficit, and then you're essentially starving the body, and then it realizes it, it throws it into survival mode, and it's like burn, 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 burn. Oh, thank you for more food. Burn, 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 burn. And I'd say the worst thing about me doing intermittent fasting was that, like, per my daily life schedule. I had to work out in the morning. So not only was I like stopping eating around like eight or nine and then I slept and then I woke up and I was only like 
six, six hours into my fast. Well, then I just worked out for two, so I'm at eight hours of my fast out of my 18. So I just burned a whole ton of calories in the morning, and then I had to wait another, you know, say 10 hours before I could even touch food. That's why for me, like BCAs and water just became huge. Um, not super recommended if you're on IF to do your workout in the morning, but if you have to, you'll figure out a way around it. I think I figured out like I could have a like a 200 calorie snack somewhere like two hours before my my window. I can't remember. I did something. I had to, I, took, I took notes. I took a lot of notes. But anyway, um, so that's kind of like my 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 nutrition talk for you all, uh, and I hope that makes sense. Uh, my ramblings. I had some notes down here, and I tried my best to follow them. But realize where you're currently at, and if you can't do it yourself, find someone that's going to support and help you. Again, you don't necessarily have to go to like these big fad things that are going around right now. You can still enjoy life. You can still enjoy some of the things you're probably already eating, but you will have to limit or get rid of some things. My biggest recommendation without having to do any of the, you know, these, cut cut out the sugars. Just just cut them out. Cut out cut out your sodas. Limit the processed foods. Limit breads. Don't don't just don't eat white bread as well. Like if you're going to eat a bread, whole wheat, whole grain and make sure it's a whole wheat or whole grain. Uh, but then again, that doesn't mean you sit down and pound three peanut butter jelly sandwiches. Like, you know, like you have to be smart about this. And again, there's no end to the calorie and, and macro calculators on the internet. Um, you can go look for yourself of what you should be recommending to eat. And again, uh, the My Fitness Pal app does that as well. It's kind of funny though because uh, I think it's still running off like some of the recommended levels when I first like had that app five years ago. And so it'll be like, I'll track my food. And again, let's just say fats. You know, if, if my upper range is 80 grams at 40 grams, it's like, you've hit your fat goal today. And I'm like, mm, sorry, bub. Like I've got like 25 or more to go. It's just funny. Um, what I would not do though is, is, you know, there's some .gov websites and I can't remember what they are. Uh, if it's like my food plate or something, you have to be cautious with some of those because uh, while they are good resources, their recommendations for macro levels or calorie levels um, are not based around lean muscle development. They're not based around uh, eating moderation or transformations or... Uh, being in a calorie deficit, what they are based around, um, the ones that I have seen, are straight survival. Like, it's saying, I think for me, my my height and weight, or just like my height and age, is I should be eating like 50 to 80 grams of protein a day. People, that's like, I'm going out and hunting some deer and that's like the only activity I'm doing that day. And that's what I mean. Like it's their their recommendations are based off like you have to like just survive day to day. 
like what your body would basically need to not die. So be cautious with those. And again, I'm not knocking on the entire sources out there that are like that as a whole. Um, there is some merit to it to at least understanding. But in this day and age, especially if you're listening to this and you do have fitness goals to either bulk or develop lean muscle but not have to add the puff, um, if you're trying to lose weight, there are ways to go about it without sacrificing or adding a super ton to your budget without having to buy supplements that's another thing is the supplement world is out there to supplement what you should already be doing as per nutrition so with that with that said i hope this was a good help to a lot of you um, hopefully this helped hammer home um, some principles for the rest of you out there. If you do have any other questions, uh, concerns, or comments, uh, and you're seeing this on YouTube, please list them below. If you're listening to this on uh, the podcast or Spotify or you know one of our more audio-related sources, give us a like, give us a you know share the share the podcast with others. Uh, tell people you know if they can make it through the first two episodes that we're definitely us trying to figure a lot out. Uh, they get better. And we're here for you all. We love doing what we do. There's no fee for it. All we ask is just show up and listen, uh, contribute um, to the community that we're trying to develop, which is just a positivity. Uh, helping others just understand on a very basic level without getting into the weeds of it, what we can do for our country, what we can do for ourselves, um, what we can do for our community. Um, we have no idea what the future holds and for many of us um, the only thing that we should worry about concerning ourselves with is um, taking care of us taking care of our families uh, taking care of our community those things that you have direct influence and power over understand that um, there is a great wealth of in people banding together uh, despite differences to just make things you know better for all um, I love this country I love everything it's done for me I, I enjoy the freedoms that I have here uh, in America, I enjoy the freedoms of living a fit life, fit and healthy life. Um, I don't have to worry about medical bills. I literally get sick once a year, and that's usually around flu season. So like the last week, no, it was not Rona. I had a head cold. I had some achy joints. It was it was literally just like a, a, a head cold. I was congested. I'm over it. So I hope everyone's doing well right now. Um, if you have uh, someone that's hurting or, or someone that's kind of suffering from uh, either the Rona going right now, um, you know, I, I, I definitely, you're, you know, in my prayers and my thoughts, um, I definitely hope we get through this together. And again, um, living, a, living a healthy life, a healthy balanced life, you know, some of the things that Kevin talked about in part one that I'm talking about in part two, if you implement these things, you're going to save yourself in steering away from chronic disease. You're going to steer yourself away from probably getting sick more than once or twice a year unless you are susceptible and have an immune problem. And then I'm sorry, I can't help you with what your body decides to do. Um, but drink water. You know, if you can get yourself out of the obese and overweight um, levels of your body, you're winning. You're winning and you're doing way more than a lot of the population out there. And it doesn't take much. Be disciplined. 
Make good choices. Don't be an idiot. Don't say, oh, I don't have time. Boy, I use that excuse, and I know it's BS. I sit there probably on – well, I usually watch Netflix at the end of my day when I'm like done, done. But how often do you scroll through your phone on Facebook or social media? How much do you watch Netflix? How much are you on YouTube? How much do you play that stupid thumb game or the tap game? How much do you, you know, X, Y, Z? Okay. If you take that time and then you ingest it and invest it into yourself and into meal prep, into getting your food ready, into proper dieting and, and sleeping, like you can train and you can eat, but if you're not sleeping well, you're not reaping all the benefits. Okay, just eat the food, do the work, get the sleep, hydrate. Okay, no more I need to say on this. I've already beaten a dead horse enough. Thank you everyone for coming out. I love you all. I love this country. Keep your powder dry. Talk to you next time.